Jombo, my friends, and welcome back to What the Foss, a podcast that talks about personal stories of mine in the fitness world, but also to bring you some insight into different alternative sports, different ways to work out and stay fit and healthy for an activity. I'm Coach Zoe, and you'll have to excuse me because I recently got my booster shot, and so I'm sweating a lot. And it's just temporary, but I will get by it. And I just took a good dose of suck it up, buttercup, and we continue on. But I want to talk about a situation where I was more uncomfortable and sweating a bit more, which was when I ran the Great Wall Marathon outside of Beijing, China. Now, before I go into that, I just want to say thank you for the support that I've had on this podcast so far. Uh, This podcast is now on some streaming services, Spotify, I'm working on it getting to Apple Music and some other areas, but if you're watching this video, you can also listen to it on Spotify and I know um, the Amazon streaming service, whatever that is. But I just wanted to say thank you for the support and we're going to carry on with the story. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because if you stick around to the end, I'm going to talk to you about three specific points that are helpful for when you're running in the heat for a long duration and what kind of recommendations I might give on a very broad spectrum. To set the scene, we arrived in Beijing just a couple days before the race and the first problem that we ran into was what I call the 48-hour prep. And the 48-hour prep, what I use that for races is that, let's say I have a marathon on a Saturday. That means that on Thursday evening, that's when I'm actually going to have my big meal. A lot of people always have, you hear people like gorging on a bunch of pasta uh, right before, the night before a big race. But I actually like it a couple days before because it doesn't leave you feeling as heavy as if you were going to have it just the night before and then have to go into that race feeling possibly very full or bloated because you ate too much, worried that you wouldn't have enough carbohydrates and enough glycogen in your system. So when we were in China, we didn't really prepare with the right food because it was completely different food than we were used to. Uh, It wasn't something that was normal to us. It was normal to everybody there, but it wasn't meals that were normal to us and what we had been training with and what we had been using. And that's one of the bigger things is if you're going to do a run at one of these kind of warmer locations, make sure to seek out um, a place or a grocery store or a shop that you can get the foods that you are used to or get something pretty similar to the foods that you're used to to eat at that evening dinner 48 hours or so before the race. The second bit I wanted to get into was when we actually got to the race site and it was time to start the race. Uh, The second point gets into preparing to fail. That's not even the quote. Oh, what is it? Ah, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. There we go. I know it was somewhere. Now, the reason I say this is because usually for races, you it's good to know, especially for long races, usually over the 60-minute mark, 
of uh, running or whatever race you're doing, it's good to have some type of race fuel that you can use while you're doing your event. That way it keeps you at a maintainable level because you're sweating out a bunch of this sodium from your system. It makes you more fatigued, but you're also losing water weight. And it's good to be able to get some energy while you're doing your event or doing your race. The problem that we had was that we didn't really plan for that. We just figured, ah, we'll just get the stuff that's on the race, whatever, not a big deal. Well, it kind of was a big deal because they talked about how they might have, not that they might have, that they would have like water, um, water stops and like, uh, not power, but like sports drink stops. And this isn't anything to bash the people who organized the race or did the race. It was still an amazing experience. Uh, it's just stuff I want to talk about in case you got in a situation like this. So we didn't really plan ahead with what we were going to have during the race. I just figured, ah, I'll just take whatever they have. But it wasn't really, again, what I expected or what I planned for. Because the sports drinks are a little bit watered down. So I want you to think about if you were trying to have coffee, right? And you love coffee, you use it for your kind of morning kick just to get you started in the day. Well, imagine instead of... Um, grinding down the beans and doing your full process to get your coffee. Instead, uh, you had some water and you just had a little like pipette or something to basically put a few drops of pre-made coffee into that water. It would have a slight taste of that coffee, but it would feel really watered down. It wouldn't give you the benefit that you're looking for from that caffeine and you wouldn't really get anything out of drinking that. Well, that's kind of how the sports drinks were. Uh, you drank it, it was a kind of hot, dry environment, and you kept going, but it wasn't really replenishing the sodium that was lost in your sweat. So that second point is that you need to make sure, if you're doing that longer duration event, you have something like some gel packs, you can even, or like a sports drink bottle, I think would have been a good choice for that day, knowing exactly what was in there. And it doesn't even have to be like a pre-made gel thing. I know a lot of kind of ultra runners who they might use a kind of chia seed lemon combination thing that they sort of make into a pudding type texture. If that's your thing, cool, go with that. But the important thing is that you try out some of these things before the race. And then once you're there, you actually have these things on your person and that you're able to take them at the intervals that you need to, which a lot of that comes with time and just practicing with them. Because I had a race recently and I realized that I wasn't really practicing with my energy gels the proper way for a long distance race and it kind of messed me up a little bit. It's not anything to make an excuse over, but it's just something I can plan on next time being ready for when I have my next marathon in the fall. So that's the second point of failing to prepare is preparing to fail. If you don't have that stuff on you, then you're basically not going to get the nutrients that you're used to or get the boost that you need during that long event. The third one that I want to talk about is once we ran on the wall and we went up so many stairs, there were so many stairs that were on the wall, you went through surrounding villages, and then you went back over those same stairs again. And after that, I was just beat, you know? And we got to the final five kilometers and 
it was all downhill. And from any perspective, you're like, great, that's awesome. It's all downhill, cool. Well, not really because I was already completely drained. I didn't have the proper fueling on me. I didn't get my good meals, the 12 hours or the 24 hours, the 48 hours before that race. And I started kind of dry heaving and gagging on the side of the road. And my third point I want to make is don't take pills from strangers. Now, I know that seems kind of weird, but let me explain. See, I was on the race, I was dry heaving, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel this hand on my shoulder that is checking to see if I was okay. Well, maybe you'd think this was like a race volunteer or somebody like that. No, it was just another guy who was running. He turned out that uh, he was an army medic, and he had these ginger tablets on him, and he and also sodium tablets, and he told me to basically take those and that it would help me get through the rest of the race. And any person maybe with a normal mind might be like, no, that's okay, I'm not going to take a pill from somebody who I've never met. But in my fatigued state, I just wanted anything that worked, and I took that, and it ended up helping me out through the rest of the race, so it ended up being a good call um, on my part that he also wasn't uh, anybody who was dangerous. But the point I'm trying to make with that is... Instead of having to revert, revert, revert's a word, right? Um, instead of having to settle on, let's say that, settle on having a random stranger to come up and give you something to help you get through a race, instead, do your meals, even that full week, you want to be hydrating more before a race uh, because it's warmer conditions. You want to make sure that you're trained with energy gels or goos or a sports drink, something that you have on your person that you're used to and you're comfortable with, and you have that packed and ready to go. And if you can do um, that kind of meal prep before and the meal prep that week and hydrating and then having stuff on the course, you'll have a much better time in some of those warmer conditions where you're guaranteed to sweat a bit more during your event versus, let's say, a cold weather type race. So it's not too long of a podcast today. It's just a quick 10 minutes, but I just wanted to hit those points home because the weather's starting to get warmer and because that Great Wall Marathon taught me a lot about really preparing beforehand and being ready for a new environment before I go to do a marathon on a bunch of stairs and hills in a foreign country. So hopefully some of that advice was helpful. Uh, Hopefully it could be helpful for you in the future. If you have any questions about anything at all or you want to give any suggestions about podcast topics that you're curious about or questions that you have, make sure to go to www.fossmovementtraining.com and you'll find some contact information and social media as well where you can reach out to me about any questions you have. So I thank you for your time. Make sure that you're prepped for a race in the heat. And I can't wait to see how you continue to explore movement.